now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello once again and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. On this week's show, the movies that made me gay. Uh, no, I don't mean me. I mean, it's actually, you know, Steph's going to be talking to the author of the book, um, a guy called Larry, about in a feature-length special as well. It's going to be most of the show. So. Um, myself, Tara here, uh, taking you out with Terry as well, all through the next hour. So stay with us. You're listening to Shout Out uh, on multiple stations. Huh? Oh, I miss, kind of miss Lara doing that, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to get drunk. Not, not the same when you're old fuddy daddies like no, we are. Exactly. So. So, hello, Terry. How are you? Good evening. I'm fine, thank you. So, coming in live from under the stairs there. Yeah. With whom? I am again this week. Yeah. yeah. Hope to join you in person next week, so you have been warned. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not I, 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 for listeners, um, one of the effects that COVID had was a lot of the ability to do things remote kind of really enhanced because we couldn't even come into the studio, remember, for like a year or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it means that um, Terry has his own little studio and it literally is underneath your stairs, isn't it, mate? I'm not lying about it. Is, that. It yeah. is under the staircase, yeah. yes. Well, so, closet um, I'm in here, yeah. <laughs> metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Coming through, not actually speaking. Three. I've been out since I was about three. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So if you ever wonder why we're talking about Terry being under the stairs, it's because he genuinely, right. genuinely is. So, but yeah. I hope you sound like you're in the studio. Really, it's um, you know. So uh, anyway, we were looking forward to Christmas. <laughs> oh, you said, said it. Yeah, you said it. Now, yeah, it's out the bag. It's Halloween first. Yeah. Let's get Halloween. Yeah, let's get Halloween out of yeah. the way first. But Not yeah. get out. Enjoy, I see. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping Steph's got it in the diary. We normally do a Halloween special. Are you going to dress so, up? We do. Well, it's radio. I mean, there's not really that much point in, in, in us dressing up. I can say yes, and you'd never know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I already look a bit like a pumpkin, but that's probably because I ate too much food on holiday. Yeah, yeah. we've got black so, cat now, so we can be, you know, just need a broom. <laughs> I think Steph's got one of them you can borrow. It's oh, okay. <laughs> she can't hear it. Hello, Steph. So, um, in case you, it's really weird. Me and Steph, like, normally present the show together week after week week after week and we were like coming up on a month I think yeah um, because um, of course I was isolating to make sure I didn't get COVID then I was on my honeymoon mm. for a couple of weeks and then literally the day I got back she went with Ez off on their jollies yeah. um, France, and, um, I think Switzerland, Switzerland Italy yeah, yeah, yeah the driving yes so but yeah they're posting up some lovely photos I would be more annoyed if I hadn't already just had a couple of weeks in the sun myself seeing all the photos but it looks like they've had a, had a, a wonderful time too so um, yeah so so Steph and Ed should be back with us next week. Yeah. Um, but this week you've got myself, Tara and uh, Terry. They so do, no man. Andy this week either. They do, they're doing great in Italy. They um, they popped to the Vatican and tried to get an interview with the Pope, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he wasn't in. Yes. So they had a little poke round his house. And yeah, they, they, could do with, um, they could do with um, also trying to talk to... Um, 
Um, is it Prime Minister they have there or their President in, in Italy? I forget which one it is, but whichever they she, have she is. They a Prime Minister and yeah. a President, don't they? Oh, do yeah. they? Okay. Yeah. I, I, one of them is very, very homophobic, um, indeed. I yeah, you've got Mussoliniites in government yeah. in um, Italy at the moment. Yeah. quite a lot of far right so. to the moment in Europe. Well, it? I mean, we haven't got time because I'm going to move the show on, but le- later on we'll have a quick chat about it because, of course, the news at the moment, I don't know if it's in your coverage too, Terry, but, um, of course, is our wonderful, illustrious leader coming out with some of the most homophobic stuff I think I've ever heard a Prime Minister say. Um, no, sorry, not homophobic, transphobic, Transphobic, yeah. Um, yeah, and right. I, I, I literally was so taken aback when I heard it broke. I could not believe what I was hearing. I was absolutely shocked, and um, as you would expect, our community is responding. Um, and um, there is bands of the Conservative Party at Prides across the country um, starting up. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. A general election, that's what it's to do with, I think. Next year. Coming up next year. Next year. See how many Daily Mail readers they can get voting for them. Yeah. I thought they were dwindling in numbers, aren't they? Um, Anyway, um, we're we're, we're talking about being gay today, uh, or rather the movies that might make you gay. What, they make you gay? Well, apparently there's all sorts that apparently make you gay. I mean, uh, I I believe actually you're either born gay or you're not. Yeah. but, um, yeah, just for those that are doubting. <laughs> uh, anyway, but there is a book called uh, The Movies That Made Me Gay, which um, Steph's right. going to be talking to the author of uh, in a minute. So uh, stay with us. Uh, you listen to Shout Out back in a minute. Great. The Shout Out Podcast. We could do this all that's a, a Connor Pop and uh, All Night. That's from um, 2013, that song. Uh, lovely Swedish electro pop duo, Connor Pop. That's really good. It's really nice. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that tune. one, isn't it? Yeah. So, so don't bounce too hard, Terry. You might hit your head. Might give you the floor. Oh, it was featured in Glee. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Oh, they, so, did they not, make a, they were, their own version of it, by any chance? They were featured in Glee, so I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. 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 Anyway, have you ever had a movie make you gay? No no, 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 Terry. Can't say no. <laughs> so, well, uh, let's go with Steph, who's talking to um, the lovely Larry, who uh, wrote the book. Some books just glue you to the pages, and one of those is Larry Duplachan's book, uh, "Movies That Made Me Gay." Now, if you think um, that maybe music made you gay and the movies made you gay and you're thinking well maybe i was already gay but larry's story is unique larry first of all before before we get into the book take us back to your childhood and and growing up oh heavens that's that's a place i wouldn't wish on a dog but i will i will go back there briefly um i was uh born the penultimate day of 1956 um, we'll give everybody a moment to do the arithmetic on that one. Uh, I grew up in, uh, Los Angeles in the, in the suburbs of Los Angeles, California, USA. And, uh, it was not a great time to be a black sissy boy, which is what I was. I think, um, even now, uh, life is not always easy. Uh, for boys who are perceived as sissies, and I definitely was. And, um, and being uh, a black sissy, I think is, uh, is even, even, even more difficult than that. I think it's, uh, it's assumed that all 
black boys are athletic and I wasn't. Um, uh, I was I was bookish. Um, I'd, I'd much rather be uh, reading a book, usually something uh, too old, uh, to something that uh, I was too young to be reading. Yeah. Larry, uh, you I read... mentioned the word sissy. Now, that's quite an old word. And I grew up with those words, sissy and tomboy. Now, it's OK if you were a girl to be a tomboy, but woe betide if you were a boy and a sissy. Woe betide indeed. Um, uh it, it was obvious that my my mannerisms were irksome to uh, both my parents. Um, I was uh, I was bullied a good deal, um, mo mostly verbally, because I realized relatively early um, that uh, I, I wasn't going to stand for being uh, physically bullied by anyone. Um, uh, I was small, but I discovered I could uh, ball up a fist as as well as anyone and swing it. Um, and bullies don't really want to bully you if it's going to hurt them too. <laughs> they'll, they'll move on to someone easier. <laughs> um, and I've discovered relatively early on in my childhood that I enjoyed both uh, pop music and, of course, uh, everyone thinks this, but I really believe that the, the music that I grew up on in the 60s uh, uh, and 1970s is the best pop music there ever was. Uh, I agree. So I gravitated. I agree. Absolutely. Of course, our generation definitely. And the Motown no no for me, Four Top, Temptation, Supremes, just absolutely fantastic music. Yeah, Motown and girl groups, still listening to that music. Um, <laughs> and I also watched um, a lot of old movies on television um, back in those days when there were... At least uh, where I grew up, there were three networks and maybe three local stations to choose from. And usually one of those local stations showed a lot of old movies. And I was very much attracted to those movies, especially movies that I perceived as being uh, witty um, and verbally witty. Um, I, I just love words and wordplay and uh, things like the women and stage door and all about Eve and Auntie Mame and uh, things like that um, gave me my sense of humor. Um, so I would be the little black gay boy quoting Claire Booth Luce in, in school, um, which uh, probably meant, uh, probably resulted in a a certain amount of uh, more bullying, um, but the two or three people who uh, who kind of dug me uh, would would then become my small clutch of friends. Mm. Um, Movies, Larry, in the in the forties, fifties, and sixties, really portray <clears throat> um, black people in a different light than what they do now did you ever and my movie and my favorite movies actually went back to the 30s so ah, so so even so even more so yeah so did you find did you notice that and obviously you do now looking back because things have, have changed a lot um did you notice that as a difference? child the way i noticed it was that i found myself identifying with the white characters um, particularly, uh, particularly women. Um, I didn't identify with uh, 
uh, Hattie McDaniel at that point, I was much more likely to identify with Myrna Loy or Ruby Keeler or okay. <laughs> uh, Ginger Rogers or C Catherine Hepburn, who is my actual all-time favorite film actor. Um, did you do so, any? Did you do any dressing up when you were growing up? Did that seem to attract you, or is it just solely watching the movies? Uh, dressing up in terms of of, of cross, -dressing. cross dressing, yeah, yeah. I probably stepped into a pair of my mom's high heels once. I remember she catching me at some form of cross dressing and uh, treating me to a, a thrashing uh, serious enough that I don't think I tried it again. Ooh. <clears throat> So did did your mum and dad uh, physically hit you, I guess, smacked you, or did they use a, a stick or? Oh, um, my my parents, and I think that's a, a generational uh, thing mostly. They they were big believers in in spare the rod and spoil the child. My dad my dad used a belt. Um, right. My mother used whatever was handy. Um, so uh, yeah. Yeah, there was there was corporeal uh, punishment involved for 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 any infractions, not not just for not just yeah. for uh, uh, gender issues. Yeah. Have you got brothers and sisters, Larry? I have three younger brothers. Okay, okay. Oh, house of all boys. Yeah, yeah. The only only queer. Then just, uh, just okay. the first one. Unique. Three. Are unique. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so um, into college um, or school, college, um, how was that for you? Well, high school was misery and hell. Uh, college is, is where I came out. And so college was, was wonderful. Um, I had some trouble getting through it with a decent grade point average for two reasons. Um, I, I fell in love. Uh, I met my husband there, um, the, the man I'm still with, uh, in in college at UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles. Um, and when I moved in with my boyfriend, my parents cut me off without a tired dime. So um, we were broke and uh, that made it, that made for some difficulties uh, in, in getting through school uh, because I then had to work uh, almost full time, um, but I did. Uh, so mostly I think of uh, college as the place where I became myself because I was able to come out. It's, I, I, met other gay people for the first time uh, at college which i started in 1974 and i was an english i was an english lit major oh so. okay okay ah so hence the the writing so when did you start writing was that what while you were at college i i started writing with intent to publish uh in the early 80s 1982 83 um i came to writing uh after uh, an attempt at show business was a dismal failure. Um, my line is, I was Billy Porter when Billy Porter was in, in grade school. Um, I was a black, gay, male diva, and the world was not ready for that. And after five or six years uh, of, of attempting uh, to, to, to be a, uh, a professional singer, uh, I gave up. It, it just wasn't going anywhere. And I knew I could write. I had a degree in English lit. So I was pretty sure I could, I could type sentences. So, um, that's when I first started, uh, writing with intent to publish. Mm. I guess you have a lot of support now from your husband and that through your life, even though you didn't have that from your family. Are, are, are you back 
uh, with your family actually seeing your mum and dad now, or are you still cut off? Wow. Uh, my father died 10 years ago. Um, and uh, my mother has Alzheimer's. Um, okay. uh, my for, dad died of Alzheimer's about six yeah. years ago. Yeah. Sorry so journey. Uh, my, my, mother, my mother and I never really reconciled. She took my sexuality personally. She saw it as an insult to her um, that, that I did not, as she put it, uh, choose someone a little more like her. Mm. Uh, so she slipped into the abyss of Alzheimer's uh, while we were still pretty well estranged. Right. Um, I'm close with one of my brothers um, who was actually a big help with uh, moves that made me gay because part of a good chunk of it was about our shared childhood. So he was my my annex memory. Um, and my other two brothers are quite a bit uh, younger than I am. So we're, you know, we're civil. But, but we, we, we're not close. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. Uh, and stay with us. We'll carry on that story a little bit later on in the show. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, that's Imagine Dragons. Uh, Las Vegas based, actually. Imagine Dragons. Well, that's where they hail from anyway. And that's called Tiptoe from 2012, that song. So. Interesting profile pictures. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is rather fit, isn't yes. he? Yes. <laughs> so one, one for Terry to have underneath his, underneath his stairs. <laughs> that, along with Tom, Tom Daly and all the rest that yeah. seems to have ended up there somehow. <laughs> so. That one, is, is that in the same kind of bracket? Would you stick that one? You said the previous one that you put on your um I've put Spotify. it I've put on Spotify yeah. to listen to the old lot now. Yeah. I think, mm, not so sure about this one. Yeah. It's good. It's one of their less known ones, this one. Oh, okay. So, um, they, they've done done quite a few. So, But, um, you know, I, I try and not play the same things over and over. I, so I I'm try always and, learning something yeah. new. I'm always yeah. listening to something new. I can new. hear Lara going, hate it, hate it. <laughs> <laughs> she never liked my taste of music. Like, like one in a hundred songs. She oh, you've done well today. Andy <laughs> so um, anyway Mr Star would you be kind enough yeah. to give us some news headlines I would indeed this is shout out news welcome as predicted by many politics commentators, this week's Conservative Party conference saw the government throw abuse of transgender people into the narrative, along with the removal of environmental safeguards, attacks on immigrants and a new bet noir, the supposedly woke establishment. Unfortunately for the government, this strategy appears not to have been successful. All independent political commentators have referred to the hollowness of the government's rhetoric at this conference and the fact that the party faithful are now splintered amongst various factions. The notorious Home Secretary, whose remarks on gay and female immigrants had prompted a large protest on Sunday the 1st of October, said that transgender women would now be prevented from using female wards in hospitals. But many charities and lawyers pointed out there is no way this would be enforceable in practice, and it was an empty political remark, they said, aimed to mobilise the Daily Mail reading section of society. 
The Prime Minister also leapt into the fray, arguing that misgendering trans people was justifiable, according to the Newswire Pink News. Many groups have said that this attitude towards transgender people would lead to even more attacks, in much the same way that a long-past Conservative government used the AIDS panic to encourage the harassment of gay men and lesbians. Nevertheless, political pundits sounded a note of optimism, reporting that the rhetoric would only impress die-hard supporters of the government. The British public would be less likely to support the approach, said gay Conservative MP for Carl Shulton and Wallington, Elliot Colburn. In a memorable quip, he said, I want to make one thing perfectly clear to our Conservative colleagues. We will not win the next general election fighting with the LGBT plus communities. He said, I do not meet people on the doorstep who say, you know what, I'm struggling with the cost of living right now, my mortgage has gone up, I'm worried about heating this winter, but I'll forget all of that as long as you stop those trans people playing sport. No one is saying that to me, he said, according to the Huffington Post. And at a reception organised by the LGBT plus charity Kaleidoscope, Mr Colborne went on, we are the party that was responsible for Section 28. Now, we have rightly apologised for that, and we have tried so hard. David Cameron in particular tried to detoxify the party. The Aussie gay magazine DNA has some good news from one of Europe's more conservative countries, Greece, where the centre-left opposition party Syriza has a new leader, and he's an openly gay man. On Sunday, September the 24th, Greek-American businessman Stefanos Kelek sorry, I beg your pardon, Kasselakis won the election to become leader. He is the first openly gay leader of a political party in Greece and has his eyes set on the prime ministership. Mr Kasselakis has promised to increase public spending on education, replace mandatory military service with a professional army, separate church and state and champion queer rights. Kasselakis gave a speak, speech thanking his supporters and calling for an end to right-wing politics. The light won, he said, I am not a phenomenon, I am the voice of society. The Good Bookshop on Bristol's east side is an independent and free-thinking bookstore with a lot to offer LGBTQIA plus readers. On the spookiest and possibly queerest night of the year, Halloween, they will be joined by lesbian feminist and progressive writer Fleur Peretz in conversation. What started as a beautiful act of LGBT plus protest art quickly turned into a tragedy when the Belgian artist suddenly and unexpectedly lost her wife, Julian, to brain cancer. With a nod to literary forebears such as Joan Didion, readers are hailing the book Julian, an LGBTQ plus version of the Year of Magical Thinking. Julian is an uplifting recounting of two women in love from the exciting early days of their relationship to its untimely ending. Fleur will be joined for a Q&A session which will be chaired by Dr Finn McKay, sociologist, academic and radical feminist campaigner who has done much work to bring lesbian feminist radicals and trans people together to realise that their common enemy is the far right wing. Don't miss this exploration of lesbian life in the 21st century. For more information visit the website goodbookclub.co.uk. The BBC News Channel has perhaps been slightly preemptive in reporting that the current Pope, Francis, has said that he is open to the blessing of same-sex relationships. That's according to many LGBTQIA plus watchers of the Catholic Church, which moves at glacial speed on social and theological matters. It is true that His Holiness, Pope Francis, has changed the rhetorical tone of the Church to be more welcoming of gay and trans Catholics. We cannot be judges who only deny, reject and exclude he said, adding that the church should approach gay and trans people with kindness, 
patience, understanding, tenderness and encouragement. However, the pontiff also made it clear that under his leadership, there will be no break with previous positions that hold that same-sex relationships are, quote, objectively sinful. The BBC noted that the Pope seemed to say that in certain circumstances a blessing could be given to a gay or lesbian couple and that in some European countries Catholic bishops have already permitted priests to perform such blessings. The BBC added, In referring to blessings now, Francis has not expressly talked of what should be blessed, the unions or the individual wanting to be blessed. He talked more generally of those asking for blessing as expressing a request for help from God to be able to live better, something he said should not be denied. And finally, the NME magazine and media site has reported on various online polls where viewers have been reassessing Little Britain, the hit BBC One comedy programme that started on radio in the early noughties before transferring to television. One perplexed individual wrote, I could not understand how it got commissioned, filmed, aired, watched and praised. Many reported feeling uncomfortable with the sketches involving gay people, transvestites, black people and disabled people, even at the time, but noted that the popularity of the programme in 2003 made them feel that they must just not be getting the joke. But Matt Lucas, the gay genius behind the programme, has since sold, told the street-sold magazine The Big Issue that the programme had its day and would not be made again. If I could go back and do Little Britain again, I wouldn't make those jokes about transvestites and I wouldn't play black characters, he said. Basically, I wouldn't make that show now. It would upset people. We made a more cruel kind of comedy than I do now. Well, it's been another really busy week for LGBTQIA plus news. Stay in touch via the plethora of news feeds, podcasts and radio services that are out there. And do check us out at shoutoutradio.lgbt. We update our website every day. For Shout Out News, I've been Terry Starr. Shout Out News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout Out, LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Escalantis and Runaway. And you're bobbing along there yeah, too, yeah. at all, yeah, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise they're a Swedish group as well. <laughs> yeah. So there is Link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just, I mean, Carl doesn't like this type of music. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So it doesn't get played at home very often. It, well, it, it does. Oh. I mean, luckily, he's not as techie as me, so I take over the solos and just, there you go. Oh, right, so, okay, yeah. But then it's his Spotify <laughs> account, so he goes onto his phone and switches it back off. <laughs> <laughs> so is it even worse when I'm in the car? <laughs> Because I've got a Spotify on my phone and yeah. it hooks to my car and then starts playing whatever he's listening to out of the car. Really? <laughs> and then I get a text going, um, have you taken over the, the Spotify? <laughs> so I don't listen enough to get my own account. So. Oh. So anyway, shall we um, carry on our story? Um, well, not story, our interview that um, Steph was doing. Good. Yeah. So. This segment is sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow Counselling. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. Right, let's get into the book then. And so movies have always been a major thing for you, haven't they? And um, that what gave you the, the idea to write a book about how your life was formed and what movies you remember about certain periods? Well, um, Ricky Beetle Blair suggested it. 
um, we're Facebook friends. And for the eight years or something that I've been on Facebook, many of my posts have been little movie reviews, mostly about old movies, movies that I watch over and over. Um, and uh, the 4th of July, 2021, I posted about a movie called The Phantom President. Uh, starring George M. Cohan and Claudette Colbert from 1932. And Ricky Beetle Blair commented on that post, please, can we compile these into a book? I would be so honored to publish it. And that was that. I started working on the book that day. I, I literally commented back to him, seriously? And when I realized he he meant it, I started working on the book. So he he gave me the hook um, for this memoir and uh, immediately volunteered to publish it. So no no writer could pass that up. No. no. Um, now, and, your life is obviously interwritten, isn't it, with, within the book and, and the movies. And um, would you would you say you were a movie critic? Because sometimes no, it comes I, I, I'm not a movie critic. I am a movie fan. Okay, ah. um, which is which is very different. Um, I couldn't tell you what makes a particular film great and another film uh, not great. I can only tell you what I like. Yeah, and, well, it's the same with all of us, isn't it, Larry? Um, how we well, no, some you. people will. Uh, some people will very much tell you. Oh yeah, but this I mean, movie I'm is saying. great, and this is why it's <laughs> yeah. great, and. Um, you know, as as I say very early on in the book, I never argue taste. Um, so if if you think this movie is great, then good for you. Enjoy it. I'll tell you what I like, and I might tell you why I like it. Um, but if you don't like it, um, that's your prerogative. Yeah. And that, I think, is the difference between being a, a critic and just being a fan. I like what I like. Mm. You obviously read a lot. I mean, you, right behind you, I can see it. The listeners can is a, a, a lovely library of books. And um, uh, do you prefer actually a physical book? Because maybe it's an age thing. Because I feel the need to have the pages and uh, just like this one I'm holding up now. Um, I like to have that physical book in my hands rather than say scrolling through an iPad and that. Are you the same with that? You like to have physical? No. And a lot of people are, are, are surprised when, oh, when I am admit surprised. That, that no, I haven't, I haven't bought a paper book except as a gift for somebody who likes paper books in probably 20 years. I'm a, I'm an ebook man i i prefer them mostly because it's easier to carry a bunch of books at a time if they're all on your ipad and a lot of my reading is um study uh theology uh history and uh once i get going i could be juggling three or four books at a time and that's much easier to do uh, on a tablet Okay. So talking of reading, what are your favorites? Books? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, good heavens. That's quite impossible. Um, okay. Let's widen it to genre. <laughs> probably um, hi history. I love history. I love biographies, uh, especially show business history, show business biographies. Um, I read a good deal of uh, progressive 
progressive uh, uh, Christian theology because I was I was brought up in church, mm -hmm. um, and uh, the the way that religion bends and breaks queer people is of particular interest to me. So, um, as that, I, uh, are you? St would you still say you're a Christian, despite the fact there's a clash with the LGBT? I actually stopped. I stopped calling myself a Christian many years ago because so many people will assume so many things. Um, and so, if one, usually, if someone asks me if I'm a Christian, I will ask that we define our terms. Okay. Okay. Um, did you find that difficult being brought up um, as a Christian and having that ethos um, pummeled into you on Sundays and that? And th did that make you feel guilty about what you were thinking you really were, that you were? Well, it was horrible, of course. Um, but for some reason or for no reason, um, when I was about 18 years old, it occurred to me that everything I'd been taught was wrong. I, I, I And I don't know where that still small voice uh, came from, but it did come. Um, I was, in fact, scheduled for what's called a delivery from unclean spirits, which is sort of an exorcism um, in order to uh, pray the gay away uh, when I was 18 years old. And uh, a few days before that was supposed to occur, I said, no, no. This is this is wrong, and um, so yeah, it was very difficult. It, it's it was uh, the main stumbling block between my parents and myself, hmm. and uh, it's it's one of the reasons why uh, I still continue to study uh, the Bible and uh and progressive theology and queer theology because so many queer people have just been broken uh, by religion have you thought about actually writing it um writing a book about that um and how you see religion and um how it's torn the queer community apart i think i got that job done in the Jesus and Judy Film Festival chapter of movies that made me gay. Okay. That I really sort of in encapsulated you about doing my a separate book um, because it's it's quite a big subject, isn't it? Religion and the uh, and well, the community. One of the I, I recently retired uh, from the workforce. I was a career legal secretary. I, I retired at the end of twenty twenty one. Um, and one of the things on my retirement to-do list was, uh, writing a memoir, um, which you're now holding. Um, also on that list was, uh, to get a master's degree. And, um, if I, in fact, uh, pursue that, it will likely be, uh, in some facet of, uh, of religious study. And so it, it's possible that, uh, a, a writing regarding uh, queer people and religion uh, would come out of that. We mm. shall see. Yeah, yeah. Because the difference, I think, between um, the UK and the US um, religion is a lot more important to a lot more people in the US. Um, so I've discovered. I didn't know that until relatively recently. Mm. Um, in the UK, you know, the, most people aren't Christian. 
and uh, so it does it is starting to have a lesser impact on the queer community and and most of that impact is coming from um uh, the catholic countries like like mm-hmm. in italy who've gone very far right hungary um and as the states did um with with trump when he got in uh went very very right wing uh, do you think, looking at world politics, Larry, that um, that we all know what fascism can do to the individual and the world, and especially minority groups like the LGBTQIA community? Um, do you think the world will come back from all this mess that's happening? I haven't a clue. I honestly don't know. I'm 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 too old and battle scarred to even hope for the best. All I can do is is uh, is is vote blue and uh, mm. oh and uh, and and wait. Yeah. I I have no idea how this is going to how this is going to turn out. Mm. And if I sit and worry about it, I will go mad. So I don't sit and worry about it. Indeed, indeed. Um, let's get on to what's going to happen in the future for you and uh, future books. We've already skirted around religion and that could be another book. Um, have you got anything else in mind as a follow-up, uh, to your book of film? I'm going to wait and see if anybody gives a toss about this one. I don't really, I am not incentivized to write a follow-up to a book that isn't successful. So if this one bombs, I, I'll probably just knit more um, because, you know, writing is not easy. And this isn't my first book. This is my sixth book. And um, it's my first book of essays. It's my first nonfiction book. But if at this point in my life and career, uh, the world largely ignores uh, my sixth book, uh, <laughs> I think that will be a good clue that uh, I, I've, I've done enough and it's time to uh, do well, something can else. I, can I just tell our listeners you need to grab a copy because it is really well written and you have a story to tell, Larry, and a really interesting life. And you've lived a life and you've come through all those hurts and those pains and you're standing tall and that's lovely to see. Um, Thank you very much. Um, how do people get hold of a copy? Is it available everywhere? I I think that uh, most of Teen Mangelica, my my uh, publisher's uh, book sales, are through Amazon. So unless you just knee-jerk hate Amazon, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it can be ordered uh, through Amazon, uh, through Barnes & Noble. Uh, for people who actually go into bookstores, uh, I encourage you to go to your local bookstore and ask for it by name. They they will get it. Um, so is it available everywhere? Yes, it is. Uh, it's not on shelves everywhere yet, but uh, you can help get it onto shelves. Right. How can people find out a lot more about you? Have you got a website, social media, can <clears throat> follow you and, and what's going to happen with your life and your future? I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and uh, I, I use my actual name on both of them. So I'm very easy to find if you okay. want to find me. Okay. 
Okay. Right. Let me just spell that because people will obviously around the world want to know you spell um, Duplichan. So it's um, Larry, which is quite straightforward, two R's. Um, and Duplichan is D-U-P-L-E-C-H-A-N. So just put that into your browser and Larry will come up anywhere and everywhere. Indeed. Because <laughs> I did just that and you do pop up straight away. So, <laughs> Excellent. Yep, indeed. It's um, not an issue of finding you. So you're somebody who's worth following and somebody who's worth reading, Larry. And um, I just hope that this sixth book of yours uh, takes off because it really deserves to. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and uh, spending it with Shout Out. This segment was sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, shut up and dance. Let's <laughs> play <laughs> uh, walk, walk to the Moon. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, I really like it. You like the music. So you'd be bopping along to them all. Well, yeah. apart from one, actually. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah. So. This is more like what I would normally listen to, I guess. It's yeah, cool, it's right? really upbeat. It's, you know, yeah. uh, nice, depressing enough as it is. That's not a. You know, I do sometimes pick some slow ones and do the old <laughs> slow show, but then everyone's like, oh, it sounds really dull. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's kind of nice, you know. Someone asked me, was it the other week? Someone, someone said, do you ever do musicals? It's like, yeah, we, we've actually done musical themed shows. It's like, I mean, we're an LGBT show. What do you expect? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We were talking about, yeah, there's quite a few nice things Absolutely. come up. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. Uh, now, uh, talking of that, because you did mention it in the news in the end, didn't you, Terry? That uh, about what's going on with the Conservatives and all the things that they're saying. Yes. Um, and of course, Steve Barkley announced that um, they're going to try and ban trans women from. Um, hospital wards which is stupid they can't even get they can't even separate the genders yet they're still mixed genders in the wards yeah. so I mean yeah well there's a group called Translucent <laughs> who <laughs> did a submission um, of 102 Freedom of Information Acts to the NHS Foundation Trusts guess how many um, um, people have complained about trans people in zero yeah big fat zilch oh, zero so, yeah. It's a, it, that, it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, so. you know, it's punching down, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, after um Rishi's Rishi Sunak's lovely bit of transphobic um hate speech he did, um the community is starting to respond. Um for example, um let me make sure I get the right pride. Hang on, where is it? I can't find the name. Oh yeah, Warwickshire Pride, there you go. Um, have actually come out and said straight away that the Conservative Party are now banned from attending their events. Um, in a statement they said, we're horrified and deeply concerned by the transphobic hate speech by members of the Conservative Party, including comments made by the Prime Minister, the Home Secretary and the Equalities uh, Minister. Um, and I'm um, saying we wholly condemn the comments and the ongoing transphobia in the UK. Trans people are under increasing attack, which is now being sanctioned and led by the Conservative government, and we will not stand for this. So, but is this not a problem in not just the Tories, but in that a few there's quite a few um, issues around trans in different parties? Labour can't quite get it I right either. You know, I'm, I mean, I know 
I know when we've done a lot of the things, you look at things, and some of them are like you, you can see the comparisons between what's going on there with the trans community and what happened with um, gay men. Yeah, yeah. If you go back a few few, few decades, yeah. kind, of, kind of thing. But I, I, I yeah. don't. I, mean, I don't know. If it was just because I was a lot younger, uh, but I don't remember them being so vile. Right up to the Prime Minister back then, but perhaps that's just because I was younger. You I know? think we've got more immediate out, output now as well. You know, we've got our phones and we yeah, see things media. all the time. It's not the same, you know, in the, it, it used to be just a newspaper yeah. or yeah. in the, t- you know, six o'clock news or nine o'clock uh, news. Newspapers burn, it's wonderful. Want <laughs> <laughs> to put your fire up? Yeah. Yeah. So, so not a lot of space to take sides when you're presenting, are you? But it's very, very difficult when, when, when certain papers arrive at your house because your parents are there. It's like, oh, look, fireplace over there dad <laughs> would, that, would that. that be a daily something rather? <laughs> yeah it might be how do you know <laughs> but so. they all have the time I mean the Guardian the Guardian had a bit of an issue for a while it was you know lots of people left the Guardian through trans stuff for yeah. a while yeah, I mean, I'm still amazed that um, the papers still have such a big following. I mean, I know it is dwindling a lot mm. because, of course, um, um, our generations and the ones below us are far more into tech rather than yeah. printed stuff. Well, you can't get past the Times a firewall, can you? It's got, it's a, it's got, a, you got. Uh, Oh, you've got a subscription, yeah. 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 A few of those doing that, which is kind of understandable. Yeah. Um, to survive, know. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, here we were, hoping that it was all going a bit further forward, and lo and behold, as well, I think we go into the next election, mm. we're going to see a lot more of it, I'm, I'm very sorry to say. Yeah, but can um, I, on a positive note, so I went out to do a survey today in the house, and it's like, you know, people really don't care. I think no. this is the thing. Yeah. People don't care. No. They just want, the, you know, you know, I do it's a job. It's always a minority people of people that have that loudest voice, isn't it? That's, that's always the way it is, with all, all of the phobias and hatreds. So. Mm. But still, you know, Shame. Um, like we said um, at the awards, if we got to a day where we don't need this show, we'd be very happy people. So, uh, But that is it for this week. Um, Shout Out is looking for more volunteers to join us. Uh, you don't need any experience, and there are loads of volunteer uh, positions available both on and off air. If you're interested, get in touch via our socials uh, or our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. I know I said it last week and I got it wrong. I promise you, next week it is the Bioneers. Um, so, um, for myself, <laughs> from Terry, from Tom, from Stefanes. <laughs> say bye bye, everyone. Bye. Terry, bye. say bye bye. Bye bye. Shout out. LGBT radio for you.